This is the Seabed Daily Text. Reorienting our vision of prayer from religious activism to transcendent activity. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Consider this. What is prayer and how does prayer work? Is prayer the sincere and fervent pleadings of an otherwise helpless people who have become desperate because they have no other solutions? Or is prayer the inspired, authorized, and empowered intercession of a chosen people so bonded to and bound up in the presence of God that they have awakened to their gifted identity as a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and God's special possession. There is a common and almost prevailing mentality around prayer that centers its authority in its sincerity, fervency, and collectivist spirit, how many people we can get to join in. This feels to me like religious activism, like a spiritual protest movement, If we can just get God's attention, giving ourselves no rest and giving God no rest, marshalling the precedent of Isaiah, God will be forced to act. Though it has a seductive allure to it, this just doesn't strike me as the prayer life of the New Testament people of God. The New Testament vision of prayer at the center of the church Jesus is building looks like transcendent activity. It is the presence and power of God moving in lockstep with a community of people. Look how Paul instructs the church concerning prayer. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, Ephesians six ten to 12 What are the implications of this text? Number one, prayer does not begin with a people in one place crying out to a God who is somewhere else hoping God will do something in yet another place. Prayer is active, direct, warlike engagement. Number two, prayer does not begin with people but with God. Prayer is the initiative of God to share the burden of his love for the world 
with his image bearers, i.e. us. And prayer is the spirit-infused responsiveness of his people to share in and supernaturally carry this burden to the end of his kingdom manifesting itself on earth as it is in heaven, i.e. blind see, deaf hear, lame walk, lepers cleansed, dead are raised, poor hear good news. Number three, in prayer we always come against the kingdom of darkness and death, making prayer a very dangerous activity. In prayer we are engaging with powers, authorities, rulers, and principalities. Indeed, the realms of darkness and evil against which we are no match. Hence, we are instructed to, quote, put on the full armor of God. And number four, prayer is the mysterious and holy union of God indwelling his people in a divine human collaborative agency, inextricably bound together in an abiding fellowship, coursing with an uncontainable strength and mighty power. Remember, the leader of this movement, the head of the church, not to mention the victorious Lord of heaven and earth, is fully God and fully human. Prayer is not nor can ever be reduced to religious or even spiritual activism. It is instead the transcendent activity of God in the midst of the church Jesus is building for the sake of the world. 17th century priest and poet George Herbert called it the church's banquet. Let's allow his poem entitled Prayer, serve as fodder for our prayer today. The Prayer Prayer, the church's banquet, angel's age, God's breath in man returning to his birth, the soul in paraphrase, heart in pilgrimage, the Christian plummet, Sounding heaven and earth. Engine against the almighty. Sinner's tower. Reversed thunder. Christ side piercing spear. The six days world transposing in an hour. A kind of tune which all things hear and fear. Softness and peace and joy and love, and bliss. Exalted manna, gladness of the best. Heaven in ordinary, man well-dressed. The Milky Way, the bird of paradise. Church bells beyond the stars heard. The soul's blood, the land of spices. Something understood. The question, 
What are the implications of today's post for the church in a time of war, especially as it relates to prayer? For the awakening, I'm J.D. Walt.